0: Well, good evening, welcome to uh, our Wednesday night Bible study. Uh, I sure missed doing this last week, and I'm, I'm sorry we had to skip, but, you know, the Lord had different plans, apparently. So I want to go ahead and, and pray and just get right into the Word, if I could. Um, so, you know, let's, let's just do that. Father God, I thank you so much for your Word. It is holy and precious. And I just, I pray right now, Lord, that as we walk through it and as I, I discuss it, that you give me insight and you give us all clarity on what it is that you're saying to us and how it applies to our life. Lord help us to live by it. Give us faith to trust it and to be changed by your word. Wash us in it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So we are in First Corinthians chapter seven. And um, I, I will say I'm not I have not been looking forward to this because it, it is, you know, it touches on some uh, what I call prickly subjects or prickly, it's a bit of a prickly text um, because some people can get um, the wrong idea and they then get turned off by it pretty quickly. Um, but it's its in the Word of God for a reason. Uh, Paul addresses it for a reason and and we need to, to look through it. And uh, I told you that when we started this uh, journey in 1 Corinthians that we were going to take the the uh, the easy stuff and the difficult stuff and this this is where we get to one of those areas that there might be some contention among different circles but i just want to walk through it tonight and uh, i'm just going to cover the first few verses i think maybe the first seven or eight verses if i can get that far Uh, so let's read it for context and then we'll we'll step through it so here we go paul begins in chapter seven saying now concerning the matters about which you wrote It is good for a man not to have sexual relations with the woman. But because of the temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights, and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time, that you may devote yourselves to prayer, but then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Now as a concession, not a command, I say this, I wish that all were as I myself am. But each has his own gift from God, one of one kind, and one of another and we'll we'll stop there tonight if, if we get that far. So that is the, the text Paul is addressing, um, looks like he's talking about relationships and such and it is interesting that this discussion comes right off the heels of chapter 6 where he's talking about fleeing from sexual immorality. So there was some big questions in the church. There were some big questions in the community of believers at Corinth about, you know, how how what is sexual immorality and how far should we flee from it and and what in fleeing from sexual immorality should we even have this among us at all any kind of sexual uh, behavior, and so the teaching had been had sprung out into the the group at Corinth that it was good for a man to not have relations even with his own wife. And we can see that, that here, see Paul is quoting them, right there, see the quotations? He's quoting them, their teaching. So obviously we know from the first verse, now concerning these matters about which you wrote, Paul is is addressing specific matters. He's addressing specific questions that they they ask him about. So Paul has either gotten one letter or multiple letters from the people at Corinth. And it may be that they could be taking some issues with Paul about his teaching on some things, or they're having issues with one another and they want clarity over how to address this. Uh, and so Paul is addressing some specific questions. Now, as we move through this text, that's what we need to keep in mind. It is not in Paul's, um, it is it is not in his goal in this text in this chapter right here to try to give us, or even in the book of Corinthians, to try to give us a full theology or a full treatment of what marriage is supposed to be like. He's not trying to give us a full view of, of marriage. He does that elsewhere in other letters that he writes, but this is, here he's addressing a specific question about well, it really is about sexual immorality. Is what the question is about. So the teaching had gotten to be like we're supposed to flee sexual immorality, and he tells them up that up in the beginning, in chapter six, you know, he's reaffirming that teaching. Yes, y'all need to flee from sexual immorality. It doesn't even need to be named among you because it was so prevalent in the church. Well, they, there were people in the church who were going so far to the other side that they said they, they were teaching you needed to even leave your own wife and divorce your husband, divorce your wife, so that you wouldn't be brought into, into sex sexual relations with, with anybody, even your own spouse, because that would be immoral. And, and Paul here is saying, yeah, you know, I get it. Yeah, I would rather people not have to be bothered by that. It's good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman. That's what he said there. He's actually agreeing with him. But we all know, we can see down at the very last thing that Paul says down here in verse 7, he says, I wish that everybody were as myself. Paul was not married. Paul was celibate. Um, And Paul's saying, I wish everybody was like I am, but, but they're not. Each has his own gift, and and so we can take this to mean that Paul understands celibacy as a gift from God. It's a gift that God gives to to certain people to live their life without the having to without the the same kind of um, physical desires or needs that that most people deal with as it relates to to sex. So. Boy, I'm sure glad y'all aren't here with me because I'd be red faced right now. But <laughs> this is where we're at. So anyway, Paul says, look at what Paul says. Uh, it is not good for a man to have sexual relations with a woman. That's back in verse one, and then he says, this is very important. But, but because of the temptation. Temptation to where? To sexual immorality. So there is a a natural, righteous, godly weapon. I I wouldn't even want to call it a weapon. It's a godly shield against sexual immorality. And what does Paul say that is? Wife and husband. These right here, this is the guard against sexual immorality. That's the shield against this thing right here. Because of the temptation to sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife, that's one wife, one wife, and each woman her own husband, one husband. Notice the, the language, her own, his own wife, her own husband. So we have one man, and one woman that is marriage that is the only thing that constitutes marriage there is no nothing else in there there's no there's no room in the language to say that you can have any other combination that would equal a holy godly union and i'll just go on record right now and saying that one man one woman that is what marriage is and so Paul then goes on to say, and, and this listen, this is a direct contradiction of the culture in Corinth. They were wildly sexually immoral, lots of like cult prostitutes and all that kind of stuff. They had multiple spouses, multiple wives, and Paul comes out and says, no, that this one man, one woman. Each man have his own wife, each woman her own husband. Now look at the context that he's that he's giving us this next bit of instruction for. This comes off of him saying that you need a shield against what? What was a shield against? This right here, sexual immorality. You need a shield against that. And in doing so, each man should have his own wife and each wife, woman should have her own husband and they should not withhold from each other these, these conjugal rights. You guys, you guys shouldn't, this is not a weapon. So uh, young people, if you're listening, hear me. If young wed- married couples, if you're listening, hear me. This, this right here is not a weapon. This is not to be used to win arguments and fights. Look at the language that Paul uses. The husband should give. The wife, likewise, should give. The language is of generosity. We are giving of ourselves to our spouse. This is not about what can you do for me, how can you make me feel. This is about what can I do for you. How can I give to you? How can I make you feel loved and and appreciated and cared for? How can I be tender to you? How can I be intimate toward you and appreciate you? And Paul goes on to say that the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, see, look, all these people who say that Paul doesn't like women or that he's misogynistic, they just, they haven't read him. They don't understand him clearly because Paul, he puts men on the same level as women. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife has authority over the husband's body. And the same thing goes, the, the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband has authority over the wife. So this, there's a mutual authority. He puts this on equal ground. Husband equals wife. They are on equal territory. There's not one lording over the other, especially as it relates to the bedroom. This Again, this is very diametrically opposed to what was going on in the culture of the time. Paul is saying, you guys owe this. It's not what can you get from what can I get from you, but what can I give to you? What do I owe you? I owe you my body as your spouse, because you have authority over my body as your and you have I have authority over your body. And in exercising that, we are to be givers to one another. So he says in verse 5, do not deprive one another. I'm going to highlight that again for you young people who are listening. Because that, I'm going to tell you, so save your marriage. Do not deprive one another. And then he gives an exception. By agreement, so mutual agreement, for a limited time, for what reason? That you can devote yourselves to prayer. But then what happens? We come back together again. So let's say there is a disagreement. and you don't feel like being intimate with one another. So, we we don't use sex as a weapon, but but perhaps we have a discussion. And we say let's let's pray about our disagreement. So that we can come together again with the same heart towards one another, the same giving heart towards one another. I know this is not um a uh, normal living room conversation but this is in the Scripture and it's in there for a reason so moving along in the text though we see what the whole reason for what Paul is giving us this text is and we see that right here we saw he alluded to it up here temptation against sexual immorality because of that and then right down here he says so that these are very important words here when you see these right words in the letters in all the epistles take note of what comes next so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control now he says look at this but then come together again so come together again so if you separate yourselves from one from another and you decide we're not going to come together in the bedroom for a specific amount of time so that we can pray, he says, but then come together again because it is not, it is a lack of self-control for you to stay apart in marriage. So he's combating this, this, this teaching up here. It's good for a man not to have sexual relations. Sure, I would say that. But to be honest with you, if you're married, this is, this is part of it. That's what, that's what Paul is saying. Marriage comes with this. And marriage it is strengthened by this, and you are strengthened by this because it is a shield against other sexual against i shouldn 't say other it's a shield against sexual immorality, so we need this, Paul says we need this, but if you don't if if you don't come together again that that's a lack of self control How can that be a lack of self control You would think that the the self control would be abstaining in marriage, but it's not because you the lack of self-control says you are doing what is good for you. Where you are exercising self-control is when you are sacrificing for someone else. That takes self-control. When you look at and you have a, an others-focused mentality. So if I look at my spouse and say, you know, I may not be in the right, I may not, I don't, know, I don't know. I'm just not, not feeling real amorous right now. But, but I love you, and I, I want you, I want you to know that. So. Here we go, you know. Um, I don't know how more tactfully to say it, I'm, I'm sorry. But anyway, that's what he's saying here. It is a lack of self-control for couples to stay apart. And when I say couples, I mean married couples who have joined together in the bonds of holy matrimony, one man, one woman, who have taken their vows before God and man. It is, it is a lack of self-control to stay apart. Why? Because of the language of giving. We should give to one another. And if you don't give, it's a lack of self-control. And Satan is tempting you in that lack of self-control. So what happens? You still have your appetites, right? The appetite doesn't go away. So if you're not... I don't know how to say this. Okay, here we go. If you're not getting your appetite... Satisfied at home, you know, the temptation is to get it satisfied elsewhere. And that is what Paul would absolutely have us not do. And that is what Christ would have us not do. So he says, now as a concession, not a command. So he's saying this as a concession because, again, the teaching was you guys shouldn't get married. And if you are married, you should leave your wife. That's what they were trying to tell each other. That was the this is what Paul is talking against because they're like, oh, we can't have anything to do with this, this sex thing. And Paul said, this is just a concession to you guys. It's not a command because Paul is, you know, he, he, he realizes that they see him as an example. Paul was not married and Paul obviously did not engage in sexually immoral practices, so he did not have a woman. Um, so Paul is saying, look, I know that you see how I live. I live a celibate life. So he, I wish that you could all do that, but each each person has his own gift. This is a gift that God has given me, that I'm I'm not driven by this. I don't need this as a shield against sexual immorality, but most of you do. So this is a concession to those of you who don't, fine. If you don't wanna get married, don't get married. If you can handle that, then fine. But if you are married, you, you've made a commitment. Stay together, stay together. Each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. That means that the Spirit gives us varying gifts, and we'll discuss that in, in a different part of the text. Um, but anyway, wow, well, I hope that wasn't uh, as uncomfortable for you all as it was for me. But there is the first part of chapter seven where Paul deals with, We get in. he gets into the, everybody's bedroom. But remember, the reason he's doing it is because they just came off a discussion He just came off a discussion about sexual immorality, and he is answering specific questions, addressing specific teachings that was going on in in the church in Corinth at that time. They had specific questions about it, and they had some errant teaching about getting divorced from your spouse in order to keep yourself from being sexually immoral, and Paul says that is just backwards thinking, because your marriage union and everything that means is a shield against sexual immorality. So that's where this is. And uh, if you have questions, comments, or snide remarks, please hit me up on on Messenger, or you can text me, or call me, or whatever. I love you guys. Um, I can't wait to see you again, and uh, we will um, we'll pick this up again next week with the next few verses. All right. Talk to you later. Bye bye.